Welcome uh, to Anthem Sessions podcast. We're very excited to have Julia Seidenberg. Uh, so Julia, tell us more about yourself. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, so yeah, so I was born and raised in Germany. And right after high school, I came over to the US. I was first living in New York, um, doing some language courses, applying for a university, doing my first film workshop to to make sure that that is really what what I want to do because um, when I was when I was younger I was thinking about doing acting <laughs> I thought I'm gonna go to mm. Hollywood and do big acting courses and then later on I kind of realized that I think in front of the camera might not actually be what I want to do it was uh, I was more interested in what is behind the camera everything that is happening all the crew all the pieces that have to be put together in order you know to make a movie make a tv show um, and so I wanted to focus on that. And so I did a film workshop at New York Film Academy um, to learn, you know, get some pre-knowledge and uh, and to kind of see if that's really what I, what I want to do. And it was. It was more technical than I thought, but I definitely loved it. I loved the energy. Um, then I went to Florida, did my bachelor's um, at a very hands-on school called Full Sail. Um, and then moved to LA, worked for a year, was interning at different production companies, um, and was kind of just freelancing, PAing at the most at the beginning, production assistant, getting some um, real world experience. Um, and then I went back, did my master's, um, kind of just wanted to deepen a little bit. And since my bachelor was very, um, very strict in the sense of that they had the whole years planned out and there was no wiggle room in us being able to kind of you know choose our own courses and so with my master's I was able to do that which was great because then I was able to do different classes um, that interest me mm -hmm. that I haven't done yet um, and so then my thesis film which uh, got into the uh, Student World Impact Film Festival. Um, yeah, was the one that, that I did with them at Mount St. Mary's in Los Angeles. Um, and yeah, I'm very proud of it. Um, it is, for me, it was always more than just, you know, my thesis project. I was just using all of the, the great people that I met and the resources that I had in order to make this movie. And, you know, at the same time also have a, thesis project um, so mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's wonderful thank you for all that background um, and tell us more about what really inspires you to be a filmmaker and to uh, be passionate about film um, I mean there's really nothing that I can imagine else to do it is really something that I was always really passionate about like storytelling was always a big thing from from a young age I was always writing stories I was always, you know, imagining things and and um, having ideas and writing stories. And then later on, I was writing. I wanted to write books for a moment. Um, there was just, you know, so many things that were just going through my head that I was like, oh my god, you know, this would be this would be great to share. And um, I'm an only child, so I feel like, you know, a lot of times you kind of have to keep yourself busy, and so your imagination is you know what what 
you kind of focus on. I mean, that's kind of what, you know, keeps you excited. And a lot of times it's a little, it's a little lonely. It's a little boring. Um, so I was just kind of, you know, like the imagining friends or, you know, making up games and making up stories. And uh, that's how I grew up. And <clears throat> I I realized very quickly that I always liked the, the extra materials, you know, uh, on the DVDs, you always had the making offs, you had the bloopers, you had the behind the scenes, you had deleted scenes. And I always watched all of that. I was always really interested. I, I didn't mind for the movie magic to kind of be spoiled for me or like broken for me. Um, because I, I really wanted to know how did they do this? You know, what did it take and like how many people and how are they when they not play their characters, you know, where did they shoot it? And just like the equipment, just everything. So fascinated by it. I love watching movies about, you know, movie making. Babylon just came out and, mm -hmm. you know, I was being the Ricardos. Like I always love watching these movies because I always want to see more and more about movie making. And, um, and I also realized there wasn't really, you know, that many women that um, that you really know, like the names that you really knew were mostly big male directors. And and I was just like, you know, it would be great to have more more female. I think, you know, having the female perspective and a lot of those stories is very important. You know, I think there's some kind of um, <clears throat> a little bit different of, a, of an emotional approach, you know, or just a point of view. Um, and I thought that that would be, you know, really nice too to to be there um and yeah and so i kind of just you know threw myself in it and it is very you know it's very exciting it's it's very exhausting too you know it takes a lot it's very physical it's long hours um but but i don't care like there is just that that rush that i get you know from being on set and and creating stories um and there's not really a genre that i really focus on a lot of people kind of stay in a certain lane in a certain genre but for me it's more just if if the story talks to me if I if I'm interested in making it if I'm interested in you know diving in and doing the research and exploring it then I want to do it so I've done projects from you know a comedy piece to uh, a drama to now psychological thriller I've worked in documentary I've done music videos, I kind of tip my toe in different things. Um, I've done projects about artists and um, <clears throat> about disability justice, you know, social justice, just really anything, just those, you know, hum human stories, just those important the characters that are not really being focused on or kind of just focus on in a certain different way. It's what really interests me. Yeah, definitely. That's a very inspirational story of, you know, how you got into filmmaking and how you're interested in film. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Um, and tell us more about your movie for the audiences who are listening to the podcast who want to know more about your film. Yeah, so my film is called Hide and Seek. And um, <clears throat> it is a psychological thriller. It's basically the birth of a serial killer. Um, the logline, I actually, <laughs> I've written it down, so I'm just going to read it. Uh, a troubled-minded man seeks help from his old therapist and learns he has to decide whether he can fight against his urges or give in. Um, so basically with this movie, I wanted to explore 
the psychological aspects of um, people that, you know, later on turn into sociopaths, psychopaths, the, you know, the serial killer type in that sense. Um, and uh, a lot of times there is, you know, briefly talked about that um, they might have, you know, traumatic experiences, they were, you know, physically or mentally abused um, or had some kind of head trauma that happened very early on. Like those are facts that, you know, there are, that are known. Um, and I kind of wanted to focus more about the, the fact that if these people um, if somebody who struggles with mental illness, you know, and doesn't get it treated and doesn't really have the support in order to to get the help and have somebody, you know, who's there for them and uh, wants to help them get through it, then it's very hard for them because their illness, their symptoms are getting worse and worse. It's most of the time just something that just spirals out of control at the, at the end. Um, and so... I really like dove in and I was thinking about different um, mental illnesses because there's a lot of different things that are being talked about when you have sociopaths and psychopaths. Um, and at the beginning, I was thinking maybe to do something about schizophrenia. Um, but then that is a very, very complex thing, you know, with a lot of different moving parts. And so then I was thinking about borderline personality, which then I found out is actually mostly common in women and not in men. Um, so then, and then I got to psychosis because psychosis at the end, like very broad, um, but most of the things that happen with psychosis is that they start to have audible and visual hallucinations. So I kind of wanted to, you know, visually show that and bring that in into my movie and kind of just show how, how it gets worse in a lot of times for them in order to kind of you know stop those symptoms is for them to focus on something and um, that is kind of something that they they connect with and then that kind of can shut everything out and so in my case it is women so women that you know my main character has a certain connection with or you know likes mm -hmm. um, that then he kind of focuses on that so it became a little bit a of a, of a stalker idea in a sense, but then just more of that, uh, he's just stalking, uh, he's basically following them because he realizes that's what makes him feel better. That's what kind of calms his, his symptoms down. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was really interesting. I did a lot of, um, <clears throat> a lot of uh, research. I've talked to psychologists. I've I talked to psychiatrists, I talked to different friends who have um, therapists and kind of just, you know, have them walk me through how, what they talk about, you know, and like how their sessions work. And then I watched all the psychological thrillers and serial killer documentaries and mental illness, you know, books and shows and everything, mm -hmm. um, because I really wanted to portray this realistically. I really wanted to make sure that it seems real uh, and especially because the majority of my movie is in therapy sessions you know so I wanted that the language is correct and how the doctor acts towards his patient and how the patient acts and so that was uh, something that I really really focused on um, and yeah and I like to kind of dive in into 
the psychological realm, you know, just the idea of that the psychosis is just getting worse and worse and this person just doesn't have anybody that they feel like is helping them, right? They're going, they're trying to to talk to their therapist, they're trying to get help. And then there's also the fact of, you know, your ego and the part in you that is embarrassed to share that there is something wrong with you, which kind of holds you back. So it's not something that you just blare out, it's something that you kind of try to talk about hmm. over a course of time through different stories, through different ways that we're kind of, kind of hoping that people maybe like see the signs and pick up on what we're trying to tell them. Um, and then he feels very left alone that she's basically his last hope in order to help him to, you know, contain these demons, like the bad side in him. And uh, as he feels that she, you know, she's not helping, there's no really help coming. You know, it is the fact that eventually he has to decide now, is he going to let it take over or can he continue to fight on his own? And I think that's a very, you know, interesting fact because a lot of times it is hard to get help, even though mental health is more and more talked about and is, you know, a very big topic these days. But still, I mean, there is a fact of that you have to say, okay, I need help. And then you have to find the right help for you. Not every person or every, you know, therapist has like a good way that works for you. A lot of times, um, um, like, pills come into play like medicine right so a lot of times there's medication but it kind of drowns it out or also pushes us down is it really you know really focusing on the help and uh and yeah and i think a lot of people that struggle with these things are being left alone because their families their friends don't know how to be there for them they don't know how to help them and uh and that way then how you know then eventually you kind of just let it do its thing because you just don't know what else to do and so yeah so that's basically uh what my short deals with mm -hmm. um which i thought was really interesting i didn't want it to do the same old you know the fact that he is at a point where it's already become as bad as it gets and mm -hmm. i didn't want it to just throw money at somebody who's just you know going around and you know hurting or killing people i wanted to basically show the the previous like what got him to this point and then the the audience kind of has to decide for themselves what they think is now going to happen what they think is you know he's going to do um and where you know where this is going to lead him and it was really interesting to also work with that character change i've done a lot of um a lot of rehearsals and a lot of work with my main actor to kind of work with that you know the push and pull and that's why i also call it kind of hide and seek because there's something that's kind of hiding inside of him um and you know something that he's kind of try he's trying to find something and there's something also hiding in himself and so is it you know is he gonna like find what he's looking for at the end and uh, is somebody gonna, you know, figure out what he's hiding? They're gonna find out what is happening to him. So I really like that word play in that sense. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much uh, for for telling us all about the movie. It's very very extensive plot and a lot of things going on, but uh, the movie itself is very inspirational and touches on the important topic of mental health. So, um, yeah, it's a wonderful film, and it was uh, wonderful having you here on the podcast today, uh, learning about your filmmaking journey and your story, um, and you know all that's come up to to what you have now with uh, the movie. So, uh, thank you very much for being here. Thank you so much.